Good morning. So I like to start the sermon off real light. Raise your hand if you've ever been called a sinner. Ooh, yeah, nice amount. Uh, yeah, me. Uh, raise your hand if you've ever been called a sinner for attending a UU congregation. Also me. Yeah, I got a couple. Nice. Um, yeah, me too. Me too. Uh, growing up non-Christian in Southern Appalachia, uh, I was often told that I was going to be going to hell for my many sins. Um, and I know that I am not the only one. And so it is no surprise that most you use find the word sin to be an ugly word. A word that is full of a long history of weaponized baggage. And a word that has often been used to make many people doubt their own inherent worth and dignity. I know I absolutely doubted my own when I was told I was a sinner as a child. But that's what I would like to examine today. Is sin, as a concept, redeemable? Now, when I grew up at the UU congregation of Asheville, which was my little sanctuary safe space, I was never told I was a sinner. Heck, I was never even told that I sinned. And it was great and exactly what I needed. But over the last couple years, I have come to the realization that I think Unitarian Universalism could benefit from incorporating sin. Yeah, I heard a um. Yeah. Remember, we're a UU congregation. You don't have to agree with me at all. <laughs> but we don't have a real concept in my mind for what happens when you spiritually err. And so I think we need sin for that. To clarify exactly what I'm trying to sneak into our theological toolbox here, I don't mean the type of sin that says that we are irredeemable, worthless Calvinist creatures. And I don't mean any type of sin that somehow questions our inherent worth. I also very much do not mean original sin at all. I don't resonate most of my theology is Islamic, and one of the reasons why I was drawn to it as a student in college was that there's no original sin in Islam. Adam and Eve are the same story, but they're forgiven and their sins are not passed to the next generation. In the 53rd surah of the Quran, it says that no one has to bear the sins of another. And it is something similar to this that I think we need. An idea of personal spiritual accountability and what to do when it all goes wrong. We use draw a lot from our Unitarian heritage, especially here in New England. But most you use, if you ask them what about our Universalist heritage, will immediately say, universal salvation. Either A, there is a heaven and we're all getting in, or B, there's not, but it's okay because we all love one another. <laughs> I think we fell in love with that idea a little too much, to be quite honest with you. When the doctrine was originally created, 
it said everyone would eventually get into heaven. Not that everyone deserved it immediately, and certainly not that everybody deserved it on earth at the end of the sermon. <laughs> the Universalist said the word sin. They understood what it meant to be a sinner and still said everybody gets into heaven. And that's what I would sort of like to reclaim. We are a covenantal faith. And a lot of times when non-UUs ask us about ourselves, we point to our covenants with pride. You know, hey, there's no guy in Rome telling us what to do. We decided. And we're so proud of our covenants. But we don't know what to do when they're broken. And that's what occurred with the UU World article. It was a broken covenant. In the words of Reverend Slack, it was an utter travesty. And the UU internet has not been handling this well. I heard some laughs from the people who've been reading the comment sections. Yeah, it has not been handling it well. We are a religious group of people. We introduce ourselves as members of a faith community. But there is a temptation to talk about ourselves as though we're a corporation, to address the article as a misstep, a mistake, an action that does not represent us. This is how corporations respond to harmful incidences. In her apology, our president said, when our UU siblings are devalued or marginalized by our work, we have failed to live into our values. We have failed to live in to our values. What is that if not a definition of sin? We knew what was morally right, and we didn't do it. That is sin. And it is important that we call it sin because we don't yet have our own term for a spiritual missing of the mark. We are a covenantal faith, a group of disparate people who believe in something. And when we fail to live into our values, it's sin. And that should carry weight. When a large corporation messes up, no one's surprised by the apology or really believes it. What was that Pepsi ad with Kendall Jenner a while back? Oh yeah, we're sorry for the offense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one believes that. We know that that was the product of a cost-benefit analysis. That's an apology. Let alone, if you ever want to get a path forward from a corporation, not gonna happen. After all, how do you justify taking responsibility for your actions, holding yourself accountable, and then working to better yourself to shareholders. And is that who we are here in this community? Are we shareholders in UUism? Do we look at our UU siblings and evaluate hurting them as a cost-benefit analysis? Or are we a faith community? Are we a covenantal people who have come together in order to do better and be better and who have wronged members of our community. And if we are not shareholders, 
then we need something better than a wordy phrase failing to live into our values. We need something with impact. And that impact is the word sin. Now, it's hard for you yous to embrace sin. I've been pushing this since I was a young you you. Well, I grew up fast, maybe here. <laughs> and there's a lot of pushback. And part of that is because if we say that we are sinful, then we have to admit we're not perfect. There are many parts of the culture of white supremacy that UU culture really loves. And one of those is perfectionism. It doesn't matter if every other religious community does it wrong, by golly, we're going to do it right and we're going to show them how at our panel, which will be selling tickets to whatever social justice event it is. In the same UU world, or the same UU issue, the cover article was all about how perfectionism gets in the way of what we're trying to do. Nancy McDonald Ladd said, quote, because we have been taught that we were meant to be perfect, our lack of perfection brings deep fragility to both our spiritual lives and our partnership for justice. That's why we need sin. Because we have been taught that we are meant to be perfect, our lack of perfection brings deep fragility to both our spiritual lives and our partnership for justice. To reframe it in theological language, because we have been taught that we are without sin, our tendency to sin brings deep fragility to our spiritual lives. One of the most shocking things about this whole debacle, to me at least, was how surprised everyone was. If you look at the internet, a lot of folks were like, oh man, we, the UUs, hurt people? This is abnormal. I cannot believe this. I would never do such a thing, nor would my congregation. We are the most welcoming congregations of welcoming congregations to ever welcome. Really? And this is because we have our blinders on. The perfectionism that causes us to think that we always get it right, whatever it is. And then, when lo and behold, it turns out we might be the kind of people who hurt people, we act as though this is unusual. We are too fragile to handle the blow that maybe we are not always perfect agents of the spirit of justice. Maybe, in fact, we are often spirits of bigotry and harm. I cannot speak for all of you, but I know that I have definitely harmed people in my life. And that's hard. In his piece later on, Reverend Slack mentions an important point. The wonderfully worded apologies that have come from every UUA organ has stated that the UUA will return to right relationship with trans UUs. Well, this assumes that we were in right relationship to begin with. That right there is why we need sin. Even in our apologies, our apologies for not being perfect, apologies for not listening, 
apologies for hurting. We think we're perfect, that we are not sinful. Our default is right relationship because our default is to be perfect. We were in right relationship, an event occurred, we will return to this perfect status where we are statically perfect at all times, always. Well, that's false. That's false as the day is long. Is the default of any community you belong to perfect right relationship? I don't think so. And why would a UU community be any different? Elaine DeBotten, the author of Religion for Atheists, which is very interesting, you should read it, but uh, in an interview with Kristen Tippett once said, the fascinating starting point of religions, all religions, is that they start from the idea that we don't know how to live. That's why they need to teach us wisdom. Well, clearly, he's never been to a UU service. Because if he had, he would know that our faith starts with the idea that we know exactly how to live, gosh dang it, and we just need to get together and show everybody else what's right. Right? Wrong. Because the fact of the matter is we don't know how to live. Not perfectly. We mess it up. We hurt people. We ignore the voice of our conscience. We sin. And what I find ironic about this is that so many of us come to UUism fleeing faith communities that make us feel shameful and bad. But then we end up in a community that doesn't have a concept of sin. Well, guess what? If we don't have a concept that sometimes we do wrong, then inevitably when we fail those high aspirations, we must be wrong. Because if we don't have a framework for failing to live into our values, then we are the worst thing we've ever done. There's no movement for change or growth or learning. The title of this sermon is, Are We Sinners? And the answer is yes and no. Yes, because we sin. We sin all the time. But no in the answer to that question of the way that I heard sinner talk to me as a kid. One of the reasons why I loved UU spaces growing up was that it gave me a space to be me. Space where I could clearly say, I don't get this Jesus thing. And other folks wouldn't tell me that I was a dirty, rotten sinner who was damned to hell. I'm not suggesting we go there. And that is not the type of sinner I think we all are. But I do think that we are sinners. We hurt people. We make covenants. We break those covenants all the time. And oftentimes, when we break it, the denial of breaking or saying, oh, well, we're so perfect, we would never have broken this, you must have misunderstood, is just as damaging as the initial hurt. Sin, when used right, allows us to grow. Ideally, we would never sin. But we do. 
What matters is what we do with it. The toothpaste is not going back in the tube, people. And we cannot pretend that our toothpaste tubes have always been perfect. But the first part is admitting sin happened. We can't hold on to this fragile idea of perfection. We need to be strong enough to admit when we have wronged, and then we need to try to work towards building the beloved community. Most of the time, this is incredibly difficult. I'm saying most of the time, probably all the time, it is incredibly difficult to figure out how to move forward. And I'm not even talking about repentance or forgiveness or any of that, which is a whole other sermon, but just moving forward. What do you literally do? But to use the UU world debacle as a case study, we have been granted a very generous gift. Reverend Slack, along with other members of Trust, along with members of the Transforming Hearts Collective, have spent time and energy, which they did not need to, in order to spell out a way forward for us. In his piece, he asked the UU community to tell the truth about how many trans religious professionals have been treated in their search to serve our community. The answer is not great at all. He asked us to understand that some congregations that call themselves welcoming congregations are ones that, quote, none of us would dare send other trans people to. And finally, he asked us to figure out concrete plans, strategies, and goals to ensure that trans UUs are centered and that UUism lives up to its covenantal promises. At the end of his piece, Reverend Slack uses the metaphor of living in the land of despair. And he points out that that is entirely unsustainable. You have to move past the land of despair. But until we acknowledge that we're in it, we're never going to get out of it. And that is why sin has a place in UUism. Now, as a concept, if you just want it simple, the way I would phrase it is do bad, feel bad, do better. And that's all it is. Three simple steps. And I think that we need that. As we fight against white supremacy in all of its forms, as we try to acknowledge that we are imperfect, as we try to acknowledge that building the community is really difficult, and that hurt and harm will come, we need a concept of sin. And in continuing with Reverend Slack's uh, request of concrete goals, after this service in the barn room, we will be having an accountability circle, which we would like to invite every member of the congregation to come to. Because like I said, a sin has been committed, and we have generously been given a gift, a roadmap of how to move forward. And so we would like to talk as a congregation about what we are going to do to address the harm that has happened. How are we as a congregation going to relive into our covenant? And how is we as a congregation going to march forward into the beloved community?
Thank you.